Good day, everyone. I'm Vince Hawkins. And I'm Bill Molden. And this is the Vince and Bill Podcast. Coming to you live from Zoom. There you go. Hey, brother, it's great to be together again this week. Um, Bill preached a sermon today that will definitely inspire you and make you whole. (laughs) What shall we do? If you've been following, you know we're going through the book of Acts together as a congregation with a theme for 2021 of good news, an appropriate theme, good news on the heels of different kind of news in 2020. So 2021, we want to focus on good news. And brother, your sermon title today, What Shall We Do? Right out of the book of Acts, chapter 2 is absolutely phenomenal. I love the way you, I just want to, it's rare that you start uh, with the end, but your closing was absolutely incredible. You you started kind of, you closed out your sermon with your title, What Shall We Do? And what kind of a, hey, next week, tune in next week for continuation. So um, I just thought, you know, it was a brilliant sermon, well-crafted. If you didn't, you haven't had a chance to listen to the sermon, you want to click on that button below and listen to the sermon and then come back to the podcast. I think you'll great gain a great deal from uh, from the sermon today. But Bill, tell us about how you kind of landed uh, this ship today and that's yeah. the sermon from Peter. Yeah, well, thanks, bro. I mean, obviously, uh, last week you really teed it up by giving us a sermon on what does this mean? And the fact that uh, last week as a congregation, we were actually called to start putting the seeking the kingdom first, both emotionally, spiritually, as individuals really kind of taking stock in what is it that we're seeking first. And so, you know, it was kind of easy for me just to kind of start looking at the sermon that Peter was about to teach um, as kind of, well, he's got to answer that because that's how news works. You know, we really are approaching the book of Acts like this is news being reported. Um, and when you hear a news story, the first thing you ask is, is this true? Right. And then as you see the, as you see the evidence, as you see the pictures, as you, as you read the words, you start to go, yeah, I think that is true. Then the second question you always ask is, so what does this mean? And usually a news report We'll give you what the experts mean. Of course, you know, nowadays CNN will have nine hours of experts getting on the screen and arguing with one another uh, to try to, but they're all trying to answer that basic question. What does it mean? And then, and then of course, once you get that answer, the only question you have left is what do I do? And it's interesting that that's exactly how the church is starting off. It's starting off with the news. Jesus of Nazareth died with your help and he was risen again. And so now we have some things to figure out. You know, my hope today was when I got to the end, I I, I just kind of wanted to say, uh, you know, this is just the beginning of the story, but it starts when we get to that question. What, what do I do? Amen. That's good. You know, one of the one of the really uh, impressive and remarkable things about Peter's sermon here 
is that uh, Peter, who's really not, you, know, you wouldn't say a theologian necessarily, but so he clearly was caught up in the spirit. But uh, you talked about Daniel and how familiar that book would have been uh, to, to, to everyone. And so even if you're just a Jewish boy growing up, you're probably familiar with the book of Daniel, which is what Peter does. I mean, Peter does some quoting out of that. But it's really incredible as Peter is preaching this sermon you know, it's almost like you can you can sense that the scales are falling from people's eyes, and yeah. years and hundreds of years are starting to make sense. Not only to Peter and the twelve, the one twenty, and the three thousand, or how many ever were in that crowd, but the scales are like falling. You can sense that the scales must be falling from their eyes, and here Peter is up there and saying, "This is what was meant." And, Oh my God. I mean, I can imagine Peter himself is sort of going, man, I didn't even know that till just now. <laughs> yeah. It was happening. So, yeah, this, this literally could have been one of the moments. Uh, one of my favorite elders of all time, he's retired now, Jerry Jordan. Uh, he used to amen himself when he was preaching. You know, that brother would get so fired up that he would say something. And then, you know, it's like, and hey, brothers, we need to change. Amen. You know, I mean, it was, I I think Peter was a little bit like that, but I think, you know, it's funny because this is actually a very simple sermon compared to what they were used to hearing. Sure. You know, uh, you know, uh, Jesus did the same thing when he first preached, he kind of read the scroll and said, today's, you know, uh, you know, I I'm here to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and sight to the blind, yep. you know, proclaim the year of Jubilee. Yep. Today, yep. this passage is fulfilled in your hearing rolls up the scroll. And then everyone's like going, wow, he's really good. I like this young kid. Wait, isn't this, we know this fool. What right does he have? And, he, and then he goes to another scripture. Uh, yo, there are a lot of widows in the days of Elijah. Right. Okay. There is a lot of lepers. But uh, who did who did God heal? And then before he gets to his third scripture, uh, the crowd grabs him. They're like, I don't even want to hear the conclusion of this sermon. Exactly. You know, and and so Peter, Peter's just following this kind of basic formula. But but you're right. You could you could sense them kind of going. Everyone is in anticipation. Mm. And now yet another miraculous sign was given for, you know, 50 day. And oh my goodness, I meant to do a weather report. Oh, wouldn't that have been awesome? Oh, that would have. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, so so like, yeah, you know, the weather report would have been like this where like we we're having some disturbances. Let's go to our weather guy, Bill Bolden out of Jerusalem. Like I hear the sound of a wind, but <laughs> I don't feel it at all. I, I don't know what's going on. This is like what happened 50 days ago when the sun disappeared. Yep. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm changing jobs. You know, I wanted to do something like that, you know. Um, That's right. That's good. That's good. That's like, I feel like I'm only right half the time in my job. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I give up. There's no explanation for this, Right. you know. That's really good. That's good. Um, well, I think, you know, and, and, and one of the, of course, the credible things, we were talking about this a little bit uh, before we came on uh, here, but uh, we were just talking about this idea of uh, kingdom 
right? Yes. And uh, that, you know, that this whole kingdom idea is starting to make sense to, to everyone there. Of course, you know, you're standing in front of this group of people, the 12 or the 120, they're proclaiming the goodness of God. And God is sort of continuing this kingdom idea, right? But, you know, God is, God sort of placed in all of us, right? A desire for kingdom. We yeah. all desire kingdom. And so, and, and I thought you did a really remarkable job talking about that. And that uh, when we don't have a king, you know, in a lot of ways, we ourselves, we don't have a source of power. We don't acknowledge the true source of power and the true king. Then we ourselves, okay, we start striving for our own version of king or our own version of power. I thought you did a really good job of, of, of talking about that. In fact, you said when threatened, we look for power. We yeah, always power and indulgences, self gratification. You know, my turf, my kingdom, sort of approach. You want to expand on that for us a little bit? Yeah, and it's it's so fundamental to who we are. And I think, as you said, we we were just engineered for a kingdom. We we want to be a part of a community that has a clear direction, a clear leader, something that we can trust something that we can let our anxieties go because we know someone's got it under control, you know, and because we live in a world that has, has downplayed that and has almost kind of diminished it. Uh, we, we find ourselves as our own source of salvation always. Mm. And even as disciples, we, we quickly exchange the ways of God for something that's quick and easy and I think that's how we get caught up in sin. Maybe not uh, for us older guys, not the blatant sin of youth, but just the blatant sin of self. And I think it is it is a kingdom issue. You know, one of the things I was hoping to do was to uh, kind of bring in this quote that I have on my wall. And I see this every day as I sit down at my desk. It's a quote from William Law, who is a uh, uh, 17th century clergyman. Uh, part of the Anglican church in the right underneath the thumb of monarchy. Yeah. And yet he said these incredible words. He says, if you have not chosen the kingdom of God first, it will in the end, not matter what else you have chosen instead. Mm. And I, and I think not only is that for me, like one of my great motivators, um, but I think today we, we got a chance to really hear how important kingdom was to Peter, as he spent all this time just to proclaim Jesus as the true king. And I think one of the things we'll see as we're going through the book of Acts is that they didn't preach the, they didn't preach salvation as a way to get out of hell. Yeah. They preached salvation as a way to join the kingdom of heaven right here, right now. As we'll see next week, I mean, Peter ends this sermon with save yourself not from eternal damnation. He said, save yourself from this corrupt generation. Mm. Rome seeks power through force. You know, Israel seeks power through, through temple and, uh, you know, subversion. What will you seek? Yeah. And, and I think, and I think just the corrupt nature of empire building yeah. is what we're being spared of. And of course, then we carry with us the job of, extending that kingdom, that heaven on earth kind of idea, 
by following Jesus, by, you know, all the things that we love about the church, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, you know, and all that sort of good stuff. Um, I I just can't wait for us to to kind of start, like, like back then when they realized Jesus is the king, I can't wait for our own scales to start falling off going, wow, I haven't been seeking the kingdom in, like this before. And now I have new juice. I have new motivation. And this is good news. It is great news. I love, love, love uh, the, the how, you, how you put that. And love that quote, by the way. Phenomenal quote. It, it is so true. And I love the word you use. You said, join the kingdom. And, you know, really, at the end of the day, that is what it is. God is, he is the, you know, He's, he's the boss, right? But God has this people and he really wants people to join the kingdom of God. And that's really what this sermon is. It's an invitation to join the kingdom of God, to join what God has been doing, what God had intended all from that very outset. You know, he wanted to create a nation of people. And so we get to join that incredible legacy, you yeah. know, but yeah. you're right. It is a choice we get and we, ch- we can choose. You want to join the kingdom of power. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I, you just kind of for a second, just to reflect on some of the, the division we see in our country today. Wow. All of this is all of this political infighting. It's all about power. It's yeah. all about who, who, who will get the power. Who will have the presidency and who will have the House and the Senate and power and and controlling power and making sure that this guy can never come to power again. And so that we always have. It's all about power. It's all about control. It's all about, you know, and in their own minds, as they are, as we are clamoring and striving for all this power, but we're doing it for the good of everyone. (laughs) Right. There is only one king. That's right. That really was willing to sacrifice it all for the good of everyone. That's right. So much more significant and more, far more powerful than that. But if we as Christians, if we give ourselves over to these political parties as if they are godly and righteous (laughs) and act as if we, they become our idols and you're exactly right. If we have not sought the kingdom of God, then we are pursuing another kingdom. That's right. And and in the end, none of it will matter. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. And I hope a lot of people listen to this podcast because that that is so relevant to what we're wrestling with, because we are dealing with the same type of things that Rome itself was dealing with. You know, you had the you had the kind of the Jewish zealots, which would have stormed the capital. Um, We had you you had a you had a republic, a republic of senators who were always at odds with. Can't see at home. He's air quoting republic. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Who are always infighting with one another and with Caesar. Mm -hmm. Then you have Caesar who's trying to claim all dominion, but yet. No one could claim that. And so he's trying to manufacture this false sense of worship and false sense of loyalty by, by raising up the title of Caesar to be divine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, you have this little, this little everyday person 
both, both Gentile and Jewish who mm. are just like, none of that matters to my bottom line. Yeah. You know, I still have to have to go out. What shall I give my loyalty soon to? And then here are Galileans, not power, not, not influential, not scholars, Galileans. That's right. Unschooled and ordinary. And, and these unschooled ordinary folks are kind of paving the way that the kingdom's not going to the same means of control that every empire of man has used. Yeah. They're going to use simple folks. They're going to use honest folks. They're going to use people that will trust. And that's what it takes. And it takes that type of switch of loyalty to to really become a part of the kingdom. So, man, I love this discussion. It's it's very good. It's very good. It's uh, and, and I think obviously we can, you know, we could go on and on and on. But listen, we want to encourage you to tune in next week. Uh, we have something kind of fun in store. We'll kind of, you know, we're still working out some of the details, but we think you'll like it. Uh, we, If it all works out, we'll have a uh, full room of people uh, doing this podcast uh, next week. So anyway, brother, great sermon. Thank you so much. Always love hearing you preach. Thank you for bringing not just bringing good news today, but you even made the point, which is really powerful, is that, you know what? You are good news. Amen. You, if you have joined God's kingdom, you are, you've joined good news. You're part of the good news. You are good news. And for that, we praise God. Always, always. Amen, brother. Well, hey, listen, this is Vince and Bill signing off from this week's podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for preaching, Bill. All right. We'll see you guys next week. See you guys next week. Good day.